Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence From Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lehman, mind-body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 75 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And our topic today is capacity, which is a word that I've been really sort of contemplating more deeply and really, you know, thinking and mind mapping and journaling on. And it has brought some clarity for me in terms of some things I was struggling with over the holidays and as we start the new year. So I really felt that this would be a great topic to share with you as hopefully it would also bring clarity to you. But just before we dive in, I wanted to share with you a wonderful review from one of our listeners, Kim Bengali. She says, insightful and impactful. Julianne is an insightful and inspiring woman. I love the questions she asks and the thoughts she brings to light. This is a valuable podcast for women. Thank you so much for your wonderful feedback. And a review is the best way that you listeners can help our show. And we made it as simple as it gets for you. All you have to do is go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash review to leave us a review on iTunes. And we really, really hope to hear from you soon and also give you a shout out at a later episode. Now back to capacity. So the first thing that I wanted to do, and I do this often when I want to get a deeper sense and meaning of a word, I went to the dictionary and Merriam-Webster defines capacity as the ability to do something, a mental, emotional, or physical ability. Now, have you ever asked yourself, do I have the capacity to do X, Y, and Z, right? Uh, it's not often a question that we ask ourselves, especially in this context of the mental, emotional, and physical ability. So let's just say that you have a very busy life, have lots on your plate at work, at home, and family life, or potentially taking care of aging parents, and you know, work is super busy, all of the things you can imagine, right? And then it is the new year, you want to start a new diet, you know, using that as an obvious example for January, and you're just adding all these new things on top of existing tons of things. And a very common feeling that women feel is overwhelm, right? And the overwhelm is not because they're not willing to do it. It's not because they're not able to do it. It's a capacity issue. Okay, so I just really wanted to talk to you about that because this could be like a hidden cause behind the scenes, you know, causing all sorts of emotions and things that you may not clearly understand and you'll be misinterpreting it as inability to, you know, stick to things or self-sabotage and so on when in fact it's none of that, okay? 
for most women, the physical side is usually the side that we can push ourselves a little bit more easily. <laughs> yes, like if you have quite a bit of fatigue and lack of physical energy, you may actually not be able to. Um, that is very much my case that for many years, I was able to physically push my body, but that significantly changed when a lot of my hormones started to shift as well. So but for the most part, women, as women, we push ourselves physically, right? Like we stay up late at night, we compromise on sleep, we compromise on, you know, sometimes even like working out and those more, you know, physical choices because we are compensating. We all just have so much capacity to handle life. So we're compensating on either a mental and emotional or a physical level, okay? Now, when it comes to the mental side of things, that is another area that I see uh, women kind of compensate for, right? So we don't do self-care. We don't, you know, follow through with our bed routines to prepare our minds for a good night of sleep. And a lot of times we even don't even, you know, take a bit of a mental break at work to eat and, you know, and reset and all those things. Or time to do things that, you know, just feels good for our mental health because we're just running around like crazy because, again, we are, you know, acting beyond or trying to act beyond our own capacity. And if you heard of things like burnout, which, you know, many of us know of, I went through a period of burnout myself back in 2017, and it was a pretty big eye-opening for me chronic stress levels, which are all over the place. And we all know this, right? So this is a combination of the physical and mental, you know, uh, exertion of our capacity or limits, but also overwhelm, which I know is a very common thing that so many of us feel on a regular basis. And overwhelm kind of plays up on the emotional aspect of our capacity, it's basically capacity is the combination of those three buckets, the mental, emotional, and physical. But the emotional bucket is a little bit more difficult to measure, right? Because it is a little bit more subjective. It is not as tangible, I guess. And if you have lots going on, like what, you know, just saying like in the, you added an extra diet or you're actually all these extra things on it. Even if you're still able to physically maintain the steps or say you're starting a, you know, fairly regimented, I don't know, workout routine and so on, you may still be making the time and physically moving your body, but it doesn't mean that emotionally your capacity is there to add something else more to your plate, right? And I'm, I'm saying those things because the, the one part that really becomes relevant to the work that I do that I really want to see women, you know, become able to free themselves out from is very much that combination of the three pillars. So for example, on a physical level, what I see happen is the consequences of chronic stress levels, right? If they're, you know, stress is just like going like rampant and they're always operating at the high cortisol levels, it is completely going to impact their thyroid. 
it's completely going to impact your sleep, your energy levels, and very importantly, for the weight release world that we're a part of, it will deeply impact your ability to gain weight and the difficulties that women see in releasing excess weight. So it's in a very physical level when we are operating beyond our capacity. So see, nothing to do with willpower or self-sabotage. That's not what it is, right? I think we're just not defining, like um, one of my coaches says that the best way to solve a problem is to actually diagnosing the right problem <laughs> first. And she's talking more from a business standpoint. But when we're talking here, like defining what is actually the problem that we're dealing, it's not your ability to stick to things. It is a capacity issue. Then we're able to actually approach it and get, permanent results, okay? Back to our, the work that we do when it comes to the emotional side of things, right? One of the things that I see often is when our emotional capacity is exhausted and we continue to do all the things and commit and push and, and say yes to people when we potentially could have said no and all those things, I see a lot of people using food and drinks as ways to cope, we get to the end of the day, we're depleted, we're unfulfilled, our capacity is on the red, and then we have that little me time, you know, late at night when everybody's in bed, potentially the work computer, the laptop is, you know, shut down, and you have the little bit of time, and that's when so many women report to us that they have that me time break, that rebel time that they will eat or drink and, and not even consciously, sometimes just the craving starts to come up that late at night because that's almost a way to refill some of that emotional void that, you know, refill some of that capacity with those things that just calms your nerves, just make you feel back in control or rebel, right? Against, you know, spending a whole day doing things that you'd rather not do, that you feel you don't have a choice to, it's your duty, it's your job, or, you know, part of how life is structured for you right now, right? So this is one of the ways that I see that uh, emotional capacity playing in something as, you know, concrete as what we eat and drink and put quotations, the the cheats, right, that people do late at night that often derails all the progress that they work so hard for during the day. And when it comes to the mental capacity, um, I also wanted to address this because I say this often in my work that mindset is an equal pillar to hormones and real food. Like I actually joke that food and hormones are each 33% and mindset is 34% of the whole picture, specifically because your body, if your goal is rate release, your body is a consequence of your mind. Your body is the physical expression of your inner environment. And a lot of times, and myself included, I'm all about action. I'm a doer. I do things. <laughs> I, I'm a finisher too. So I do things and I finish projects. I finish courses. I finish books. Like until it's done, I can for some reason, like just put it down. Like I have to finish. It's part of my personality. But what comes with that is that a lot of times we prioritize doing a lot more than we prioritize being to the point that for people with similar personalities, <laughs> type A like myself, Sometimes we feel we're wasting time. I used to years back, wasting time doing the meditation and the mindset work. 
before I got the job done. I said, oh, I'll do it after at the end of the day. And that never happened, right? Because then at the end of the day, I'm exhausted. My capacity is empty again. And then the next day comes along. And this is to say that when I shifted that and I actually gave the right focus and importance to my mindset, to my mental capacity, everything changed. But it changed radically and now is a huge inspiration in my actual work in what I do and what I teach women that we can't, you know, out of those three buckets, physical, mental, and emotional, we can neglect either of them. Because if we do, something else is going to be out of proportion. It is this beautiful coexistence of all three of them that really gets you the results that you're looking for so that you're mentally, you know, it's almost like in the house that you take the trash, right? At the end of the week after cooking and doing other things, the same for our minds. But, you know, it's better if you do it on a daily basis, those tiny little trash bags <laughs> as you're doing mindset work and that's a big part of what we do in my work and in my program, the weight release shift. Um, and I'll put a, a link in the show notes as well if you want to read more about it. Um, but I have a free training and I go over specifically the things we talked about and how food and drinks and the impact of stress has in your body. So if this is of interest to you, simply go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash free training. And I, it's on demand and you can watch it in your own time. And I go through and I specifically show you how this connects to hormones and how everything that it plays a role together, which is very neat. Okay. So now, now that you know this, right? Now that you know the chances are your real problem is not motivation, is not willpower. It's none of those, you know, bigger words that we hear like, you know, all the time or ability to stick to things, it's likely a capacity issue, either in your mental, emotional, or physical space, or a combination of all of the above. What can you do about it, right? Because one thing is to know that's the problem, but now we have to deal with the problem. And to get us started dealing with capacity, I wanted to suggest to you um, a few different ways that help me, that has helped me and continues to because this is a daily work. This is not something that you do once and then you're done forever, right? And the first thing, and this may not work for you, this first one, the other ones will, but this one may be a little personal, but I'll, I'll share anyways. For me, it's organization. And I am potentially a little extreme on the organized side. Like I'm the person that Cola coordinates her house and her clothing and has labels on everything. My label maker has a label that says label maker, like extremely, potentially extreme, but it brings such calm and peace and order to my inner environment that I justify doing. And it brings me so much joy as well. So I know I'm on the right track there. But you don't have to go crazy like I do, but organization in the sense that if my desk is full of paper, tons of post-it notes, I'm totally a post-it lover. And there's all this little, almost like tiny little tasks all over the place and just cluttering the desk. It's cluttering my mind, right? And I download as much from my mind to the paper as possible. So I'm clearing mind space. But as you see them, as you know, it has to be dealt with. And those things really, really drain my mental and emotional capacity. So organization, sometimes I actually, you know, take a couple of step backs, for example, spend a couple of hours getting super organized so that I'm a few steps ahead, right? And 
for me, it's worth it. Of course, it depends on how you operate best. Like I'm not imposing a different way to add more to your bucket. Like it's just, but see if this works for you too. But I like to plan my quarter, my months, and then day by day, I plan by pencil. Meaning I have a ballpark idea of, you know, client sessions I have that day, meetings, appointments, whatnot, you know, for the week on my calendar. And those things are basically the pillars, right? And I plan everything around those things. But everything else that needs to be done, I basically have like my daily planner that it's kind of like one of those cute ones that you just like detach the page every week. Anyways, I I like stationery. It's part of my way of organizing myself. And I plan in pencil, literally in pencil, because if I wake up that day and something happened or I'm not as inspired or it is not something that I can do with joy and pleasure, if I can, I'll move it right? To a different day of the week or something like that. Because for me, I have realized that if I manage my energy, not my time, I am the best version of myself. (laughs) And feeling good is such a priority right now that I recommend you do the same. You manage your energy, not your time. So get as organized as it suits your heart but then be flexible when it comes down to the execution. And I'm not saying this in a procrastination way because if you're procrastinating, there's probably a good indication there that you're doing something that's not inspiring to you, okay? Or something that your brain perceives as so big that just the amount of brain energy that it will take to do the task, it pushes it away. So that's a separate conversation, different strategies we can talk about in a future episode. But... I'm talking about giving yourself structure so you can flow. And the flow is what I call uh, basically planning your day uh, by pencil so you can really allow your energy of the day to dictate where you spend your time so you're not depleting your mental, physical, and emotional capacities uh, without you know the need to do so, okay? Okay, so organization is number one. Number two reprioritization. So this is a huge, huge thing. And it's something very important, actually, that I teach in my program, the way to release shift. And the important thing about reprioritization is anytime we act, no matter what the task is, outside of our priority zone, outside of some people call our zone of genius or our value structure, what happens is that we con- we continue to deplete that fulfillment bucket. And the more unfulfilled we spend the day, the higher chances of overwhelm, burnout, stress, and then coping with foods and drinks to compensate late at night, right? So being very clear about the things that are important to you and potentially shifting some of those priorities uh, and really putting some of your own needs first (laughs) for once may be a necessary step if you're serious about addressing your capacity issue. Third, delegation, probably one of the hardest ones in the list for women specifically, right? Because we're so, I would say, inclined to say yes, to lend a hand, to help others. And a lot of times we come with the best possible intentions, but we forget that what we love to do, what we want to do, our needs matter too. So delegation is important because it is in a way allowing somebody else to take something from your bucket that may be really, you know, pleasurable for them to do and and draining for you, okay? So delegation could be things, you know, at home, 
which comes with the next point, which is asking for help and potentially getting help from family members you never thought about asking or neighbors or at work. It could be asking HR to add somebody to the team, somebody else currently in a team to see if they can take something off your plate or whatever that looks like. I know this is complex and it depends on your circumstances, but delegation is something that is available to all of us. You just have to be a little creative but most people have almost like a tendency to push it away. So like, I'll, I'll just do it. I want it done right. I'm just going to do it, right? But once you start delegating, you start loosening some of that control and you start actually realizing that, yes, you're entitled to ask for help. And yes, there's actually people that are able to help you. It just really calms some of that, you know, burden and that stress that sometimes comes with having too much on your plate. Or if you have like very big goals that, you know, the bigger the goal, the more help we need to actually, you know, actualize it. So I really encourage you to think of delegation and asking for help as potentially two separate, you know, solutions, but they could also be combined as a real way to increase your capacity so that you can spend more time in bliss, more time in joy, rather than just, you know, running into this almost like, you know, kind of like those hamster wheels, right? That you never get to your destination and you're exhausted at the end of the day. And lastly, the last strategy that I use to increase my personal capacity is prioritizing being. And I mean, these were human beings, not human doings. And I recently posted on my Instagram talking about the word presence as being the word, my word for the year. And I mean it in the sense that we do so many things thinking of something else. We have a goal trying to reach some other goal. Like we do so many things today with the intention of getting some somewhere else later tomorrow, as opposed to being in the moment and actually living in that moment. And this is something important because all we have is now, all we have is today or this moment, not even today, but this moment in time. And the more we can be presence, present and the more we can um, really live in the now, this is something that we see from so many you know, teachers out there, the better wellness we have. And I know this is something that we all want. So Reducing the be- the doing, increasing the being, and realizing when I'm on overdrive or do, 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 do with not enough time for being, for pausing, for meditating, for moving my body, for sleeping well, for taking a deep breath and all those things, right? So some, so I selected three episodes uh, for you if you haven't yet. And even if you have, maybe go back and listen to them again, you know, with a fresh mindset, now thinking as capacity is really the one thing that, you know, we're uh, going to address going forward. And the first one is episode number 62. And that episode is called Why We Make the Choices We Make. And it kind of breaks it down truly how in our brains, how it works, how we pick the things that we put our attention to, prioritize and all those things to give you a fairly good, clear indication. So, you know, you're very well equipped to know, okay, that's why I'm making these choices, even if they're not the choices I know are healthy for me. The second episode that I want to call your attention to is episode number 70. And that is a great one is the best way I have to deal with overwhelm. 
Okay. Overwhelm is very clearly a capacity issue that kind of covers mental and emotional and sometimes could even be physical, but mostly mental and emotional. And I share with you my step-by-step strategy of how I manage overwhelm. And I think that is a good starting point as well to start helping you tackle this massive problem. And lastly, um, once you start spending more time being and contemplating what you like, what you dislike, what you want to do with your life, one of the very common things that surface are limiting beliefs. And if you've done a lot of mindset work, you, you probably have your own strategies, but I truly encourage you to listen to how I approach it as it may bring some new information to you. So that is episode number 66. And I go over my strategy for dealing with limiting beliefs as they arise in your mindset practice. So again, just as a quick summary, I believe that the number one issue that most women, myself included, struggle with that keeps us from now and to our goals, like it's that you know roadblock to our goals is actually a capacity issue, not really a motivation or you know um, self-sabotage, will, lack of willpower issue, especially as we're talking here about releasing weight and you know getting to manifest this beautiful body of your dreams this year, no matter where you are in your hormonal journey, no matter how old you are. I think we all have that capacity or ability inside of us and really looking at capacity as a mental, emotional, and physical component and really seeing this as potentially the reason why we've been overwhelmed and burned out and so stressed out is a capacity issue. So I would love to hear your thoughts. You know, you can message me, tag me, or DM me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and let me know if this conversation resonated with you. And if you have ever asked yourself, do you have a capacity problem? I would love to hear your feedback on this topic. Uh, again, don't forget, I have this special free training for you. All you have to do is go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash free training. And I go into the more physical, the more hormonal weight, you know, laws aspect of this conversation. So we can really tie the two uh, nicely together. And the three episodes, six to two, six to six, and 70 are three that I think will be very beneficial as next steps as you start working on your own capacity journey. That is it for today. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy, and until next time.